coming to you from the pit in Arroyo Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. I'm here with the Doc. John, good to see you. And we got a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about, let me tell you. As always. Uh, yeah. This is, uh, this, is, um, this is the upcoming uh, podcast. It's going gonna, it's gonna to skyrocket soon. As soon as it catches on, it's going like little by little. We're making incremental uh, uh, advancements, but we're, we're going to hit. We're gonna, it's going to go soon. All right. One thing we're going to talk about is Maya versus Usman. Uh, talk a little bit about that card. It was a pretty. It was the. It was the latest card. Um, that was from uh, Chile. Chile, Santiago. So that was new, apparently, for the UFC. It was good. It was a good card. Um, let's talk about the. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the main the main event. Let's talk about uh, um, Usman against Maya. Um, not a good fight. Actually, a very boring fight, but it wasn't boring because they both weren't good, and it wasn't boring because they both weren't trying. It was just boring because their styles didn't just didn't make for a good fight. Um, I think uh, I think Damian won the first round and then lost the 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 uh, subsequent uh, four rounds. Um, Usman said he broke his both hands. Uh, so if that's true, he did a pretty damn good job because he threw a lot of punches. But neither one really went for the knockout or the stoppage. They just kind of, it was kind of Damien trying to take him down and, and Usman trying to beat him up. And it was standing. And it was, neither one of them really took many chances. And and Damien got a lot more tired than I thought he would. So it wasn't a good fight, I don't think. I think they're really good guys. I think Usman's going to go a lot further. Damien's getting a little older, but I just don't think he's he's evolved as much as he should. I think he was super good at jiu-jitsu, and that's what he was. He was just a jiu-jitsu phenom, and you can't just be one thing. So he did learn, really, he worked on his takedowns, and he has really good takedowns. So he had really good takedowns and really, really, really good submissions. But it seems like he's never really worked on his striking. What about his takedowns, though? Because just watching it from my perspective and watching him try to take down Usman, he clearly wasn't successful in that. And why do you think that is? It seems like, it, was he not, uh, he didn't really have an opening when he seemed like he was shooting for the takedowns? Uh, there's two things. Number one, he wasn't. He doesn't have good striking, which would add to his takedowns. If he had good striking, you know, you're 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 uh, you're threatening somebody with really good strikes. You makes your takedowns that much better. Just like if you have really good takedowns, you can strike better because people are scared of the takedowns. He didn't threaten with the takedowns or with the striking. Number one. Number two, Usman is a, I don't know, Olympic level wrestler, 
I mean, he's like a top-level wrestler, and he has great takedown defense. It was a great clinic and takedown defense, I thought. Just yeah. watching, I mean, if you get nothing else out of this fight, watching his takedown defense was pretty impressive. Yeah, the striking wasn't really that great, but he had two broken hands. Um, and 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 Damien's takedowns were less than effective because he didn't set him up with strikes. And because Usman has great takedown defense. So, to me, it made for a really long fi- uh, five rounds, a really boring ish um fight so but Usman I think against most people because of his wrestling and his striking he's a lot more exciting against this this fight he didn't want to go to the ground so he just wanted to strike and avoid being taken down so it made for a boring fight bing that's all it is I think uh, also what you get out of this fight is you should be taping Usman's hands in this next fight he broke both of his hands And and if you didn't really know it, he still fought. um, It was pretty impressive. And also the other thing, the stats, it looked like Damian Maya had 33 strikes in five rounds total. So to your point, that was pretty interesting to see the stats. Yeah, it's like like 6.3 strikes a round. Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't a good fight. So we'll go to the Grazo fight against uh, Tatiana Suarez. Um, very one-sided. Um, uh, it was just a, a one-sided clinic and takedowns. And these takedowns were successful. Very successful. Um, and Tatiana, Tatiana won in, I believe, the first round. Could have been the second round. What was it? Is it the first or second round? Uh, round one. Yeah, round one. She just, I mean, she just took her down over and over and over. Alexi, Alexa was able to get up, but um, then Tatiana took her down, and um, she just submitted her. She took her down and then submitted her. She was, she was able to clinch, close the distance, Avoid the strikes and and take her down and she submitted her. So it was a it was a rear choke and it was in the fir- in the first round. So it just showed what a, a successful wrestler Tatiana is. She's a really good wrestler with really good takedowns, and I think she's gonna go far. I think Alexa will too. I think this is her pedigree though, isn't it? Wrestling. Yeah, she's a, she's a wrestler. She was like an Olympic uh, hopeful. Yeah, and she. Uh... I think she is she the one that had cancer. I don't know. There's like two of them that had cancer. No, I think fight. this is the one. So she's out of California. Yeah. So she had a neck injury training for the Olympics in London. Yeah. And had a CT scan of her head and neck and an MRI, and they found a tumor in her thyroid. It was thyroid cancer. So they just happened to find it. I don't know how many of those stories I've heard. There's an orthopedic surgeon here locally too that wrecked his bike. He happened to get a CT scan, and they found. A lung cancer that they wouldn't have found it just he didn't know he had it and you get it out and you can cure it because it hasn't spread so just happened to find this girl's young girl she's like 26 or something they would just go away if they didn't find it <laughs> okay well and john's a nurse so i don't know that's ridiculous but anyway um so it's it's called lucky so they they found that she had a thyroid tumor took out her thyroid i think she had radiation She's cured. She's fighting. 
very well, in fact. Yeah, very well. Um, so she found a new calling. So I think her story is actually really interesting. It's, it's, it's definitely really good. And she's, she's a really good fighter. Good-looking girls that are just like, they have it all. They got the looks and the personality. I think, I think Alexa and uh, Tatiana are both like really good posters for the UFC. So yeah, it was good. It was good, quick fight, but it showed it highlighted her skills, and they're both they're both going places. So, so she was, but she has a very strong wrestling background, obviously. Yeah, then the next fight was, uh, Cannoneer against Dominic Reyes. Ja- Dominic Reyes is a local guy. He's from California. Um, really tall, six foot four. It's like Johnny. My son's six foot four. Um, he fought Glover. Right? Kind of year. Kind of yeah, year, Kenny year, year. lost to Glover. Yeah. Like, um, fought him not that long ago. Um, this guy, man, um, Cannoneer was unsuccessful, I think, because he was doing a lot of single punching. Um, he didn't come in like Tyson, moving his head with throwing punches, punches and bunches. He threw that one right hand over and over, and he kept missing. And um, Dominic Reyes was was looking really good and uh, and what's up, bud? What's up, you doing? Okay, we're doing the podcast. Okay, I just want to say hi. Hey, what's up, bud? But but sir, good talk. I mean, yeah, good talk. You mean anything? You coming? <laughs> um, that's bulldog. Bulldog's a bulldog. Um, Dominic Reyes, I think, is we're gonna see him in the top five real soon and. I see him going all the way. He seems, I don't know. Well, let's find his. Let's see his takedown defense. Let's see his. Let's test his chin a little bit. Um, but he just seems to have it all. He has like confidence. He's undefeated. He just seems to have so much natural ability. Um, I'm, I yeah. I gotta see his takedown defense. Gotta see his chin. Um, if those two things measure up, um, I see him. As being in the top five really soon, he looked, he looked incredible, really incredible. So I was, I was super uh, impressed with him. So I look for Dominic Reyes in the light heavyweight division, uh, making a big. Uh, that was a round one KO. Yeah, it was a round one. It was with an uppercut, beautiful uppercut. He followed it up with some punches, but it was it was done. That uppercut ended it, um, and he just seems to have everything. He seems. He seems to be... Does he have any submission finishes? Yeah, I don't know. Takedowns. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he has any submission finishes. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah? His last fight. Okay. Jeremy Kimball. What do you, what he do you say? He round one submission. Doesn't say what it was. Okay. So so, he's, so he seems to be well-rounded. I don't know about his takedowns or his takedown defense, but watching him, I, see, I just saw... I just saw success watching him fight. I love Kanye Nier, and, and you know I hope he makes a comeback and, and comes back. I could I could see him you know doing some more combinations and moving his head more. A lot of lot of head just right there. Um, but I see Dominic Reyes. Uh, he just has star quality. He really does. He has star quality. I see him moving up the ladder. So that was a good fight. Then the fight before that. Um, Diego Riv, uh, Rivas. Rivas versus uh, uh, Guido. Guido won. Um, I know that. 
Um, I think it was a decision. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, it was a pretty one-sided de- decision. Is that it right there? It was twenty nine twenty eight across the board. Yeah, it it was it was a pretty one. It was pretty. It was twenty nine twenty eight. Um, because I think I think Rivas might have hurt him in the fir- or hurt him in the first round. Won the first round, maybe I can't remember, but but definitely Guido showed superiority. I think you know he he was definitely superior in that fight. So. Um, he looked really good. He had a really unorthodox style. Um, he looks like Al pa- uh, not Al Pacino, but uh, who's the other one? Raging Bull. Yeah, not Al Pacino, but uh, talking about De Niro. De Niro. He looks like uh, De Niro, uh, but he has like a really weird style. But it was working, and he was he connected a lot. And um, older guy, uh, I think he was in his like early thirties, maybe thirty four or something. Oh, thirty eight. Um, but he looked really good. He looked like everything was together. He's putting his his shots together. So it was it was a good fight. That one that one was a good fight. Um, I don't think it was fight of the night. Could have been fight of the night, but it was a good fight. Um, it was not what they gave fight of the night. They gave fight of the night yeah, to the next fight. That was not good. They gave fight of the night to uh, Lee and Macedo, and I man, I just didn't see that one. I, I, it was a good fight. It went back and forth. Lee showed better striking and basically better takedowns too, which was surprising. I didn't think she would be showing better takedowns, and and, and you know I was expecting her to be more of the striker, um, but uh, but she did. I mean she she uh, she looked really good, and and I think um, she showed a little bit of everything, and so it was it was an impressive fight for her, but. Uh, I definitely do not think it should have been fight of the night. Not. Even. It was a pretty lopsided decision. It was thirty yeah. to twenty seven from all the judges. Yeah. It was what? Thirty to twenty seven. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was. It was very one sided. So I, I. I don't see the. I don't see where they got fight of the night. I just don't. But whatever. Um. Good for them. You know they make make some extra money. There were some other fights that could have been fight of the night. What? There were some other fights that could have been the fight of the night. Yeah, yeah, there there was some other fights. That wasn't one of them. Um, but let's let's uh, going back down. We got uh, we got um, Vicente against Chad, um, and it was just what round did it end? I know they 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 kind of round one. It looked like it was going to be a slugfest, and and uh, Vicente just caught him with the shortest hook. It was unbelievable. That was just, a short. That was about as short a hook as you could throw. It was like this far from his chin, and just tapped him, and he went down like a like, like like a sack of potato. He was out, and it was a beautiful just short left hook. It just showed. How effective that left hook can be. Because that same amount of force in a jab, yeah, probably wouldn't do anything. Nothing. Which is, is, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, so the difference between this going straight and then just turning it over that much, it just showed. This one is worth to watch the highlight of that knockout. Yeah. Because, so whoever's listening to this should watch that highlight if they didn't see the fights. Because you have to go back and watch the replay a few times to see. Yeah. 
it's like almost like what happened? Like you see him get hit, and it is—it's a hook. Yeah, it was just. And a it little, just turns his chin just enough where it knocks him out. It just caused enough of a concussion. Um, it was unbelievable. It just showed the effectiveness of the left hook. So for all you guys out there, I I I'm selling a left hook course. I'm teaching left hooks. It's my favorite strike. It's my favorite strike of all you uh, martial arts. And I teach it over and over. And if you master the left hook, it's the most important strike ever. And this fight is is just, he barely touched him. It just caught him right in the chin, like that far. It was like, it was this far. If this coffee cup was his chin, my fist was here. It just went, big. And yeah. if, he, if that would have been a little farther back and hit him in the ear, it wouldn't have done anything. Yeah. Which is the amazing yeah, thing about that Yeah, it would have hit him in the che- cheekbone, ear, temple, nothing. The chin is the target. So so if you don't know why, you can go back and listen to our episode on the chin. I think we did a whole episode on that. You should listen to all our episodes. <laughs> but Seriously. It is, but you see this video, and it really comes home. Like You, you can see what, exactly what happened. Often not... You know, did not look like a power strike, yeah. but it was all he needed. And then we got the, we got the. Uh, it's just a picture. Uh, we got the the fight, the comeback. I, I've seen so many fights. I don't know if this was the comeback ever of the round of a round. In recent memory, it is. In in recent memory, and and this is the pre prelims. Yeah, that's not the one though. No, no, no. I'll put it up. Um, the pre prelims, there was a fight. With a guy from Chile, Claudio Puelas, against a guy from Brazil, Felipe Silva. And I think Silva was, was, was the favorite. He's the, he had like 48 uh, Muay Thai matches. And, tons, uh, tons, yeah, four, yeah. And they both have uh, about 9 or 10 boxing ma- or MMA uh, fights. But Felipe was... The last round, third round, it was pretty close going into the last round. But the last round, Felipe was beating the... He dropped him twice. Like, hurt him and dropped him. Like, like the announcers were saying, they need to end this soon. The, annou- the announcer was saying they should be stopping this. <laughs> and going into the third round, the other guy's corner, Claudio's corner was saying, stay off the ground, keep it standing. You, you think you think uh, he was losing the fight by a lot. Too. He was losing the fight. They were saying stand up and just slug with him. Um, so if you think if you think uh, um, Pennington's corner made a mistake, this was one of the worst mistakes ever. The corner was saying keep it standing to Claudio, right? Claudio gets dropped. I think he tried in the beginning of that round to keep it standing. Right, and then he got dropped. He couldn't. He got dropped. He got dropped. Like he got, twice. He got dropped twice. And he had a nasty... I think he had an orbital fracture. His, his face just ballooned. His eye just ballooned up. He was bleeding. He was staggered. He was getting dropped. And then the guy followed him to the ground. There was a takedown, oh, sort he had, of. Okay. He pulled guard. He, he kind of took him down and... Ended up on the bottom. He ended up getting a knee bar in this submission. Picture, in this picture right here. He Which, ended up getting a submission <laughs> win. After almost being KO'd twice, losing like crazy. He, and that wasn't fight of the night? That should have been fight of the night and performance of the night. He ended up winning. He, he did get performance of the night. Yeah, he did get performance. Which he definitely deserved. Oh my God, he deserved it. 
I have never seen a comeback in that in a round like that. And I've never heard. I'm not really against the Pennington thing, and we'll talk about that, you know, more. I'm sure. But the worst cornering ever, ever I've ever heard was Lou Duva telling Meldrick Taylor to get in there and slug it out with Julio Cesar Chavez in the last right in the last round of their 12 round fight. Mel, Meldrick Taylor was winning ten, uh, nine out of the 11 rounds going into the 12th round. Nine out of the 11 rounds. He could have run around the ring that last round he would have won. But Lou Duva told him, going out into the 12th round, Lou Duva said, okay, you got to knock him out. I don't know why the hell he stay, said that, but Meldrick Teller went into slug with Julio Cesar Chavez and got knocked out in the last round. Okay, This fight was like that. He was like, keep it standing. He would have been knocked out, like, knocked out. Went to the ground, and Claudio got a beautiful. How? What do you think about his ability? Because he was dazed, he is, more than dazed, concussed, and um, for his ability to take get this knee bar, this wasn't an accident. He no. looked for it, and he got it. He was, he was. And he, it looks textbook. I mean, a freak. he's a freak. He's, if you ever have any doubts about this guy, Claudio, what's his last name? Puelas. Claudio Puelas, he has the chin and the heart. The heart, for sure. You can't, you cannot, <laughs> yeah, the heart, chin, maybe not. He did get dropped, so, but he has the heart of a champion, without a doubt. So if you want to train this guy, anyone out there, or you're his trainer right now, you can guess on maybe, you know, his chin, he should move his head a little more. Maybe you could work on his striking a little more, but... That question of heart has been answered, without a doubt. His heart has been proven. He, most guys never would have come back uh, after that kind of beating. So that was a great fight to watch. So, so yeah, and to see, have you been in a knee bar like this? Oh yeah, <laughs> that I looks, know how much it hurts. That looks the the worst. This his knee is going, and it hurts like right below. It's just unbelievable after because like it's your knee, but it's behind your knee, and it's like it it it's not. Pleasant. This is why you see jujitsu guys with knee injuries, though. I mean, yeah. stuff like this and the heel hooks. Um, you, your training partner goes just a little bit beyond where they should, or they don't feel you tap, or they don't hear, they don't realize what they're doing to you. And once, once you pop one of your ligaments in there, your knee may never be the same. And there's always that crazy, overzealous, terrible training partner that just has the knee and then just falls. He doesn't like try to get a tap. He just falls. And it's too late then. So, I, yeah. Claudio Puelas has the heart of a champion. If he works on his other skills, which some can be, some can be you know, um, improved on. Um, but you never, ever, ever have to doubt his heart. He has the heart of a champion. Also, his training, he must have some good muscle memory to be concussed like that and to pull off that knee bar. Yeah, yeah. So... That was impressive, and uh, he's only 22. Yeah. So this guy, he's already got an amazing uh, piece for his highlight reel. Yeah. Because, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, nope. So if you're going to watch any fight from the entire card, I would watch that one. And it was yeah. a pre-prelim fight, yeah. which goes to show you 
you know, the f- best fights of the night aren't always uh, in the main card for sure. Yeah, Claudio Polas' fight against uh, Silva. Yeah, that was the best fight of the night, I think. So, it was a good show. So, bing, that's, that's all we got with that. Um, There's other stuff in the news. What? You're in the news. I'm in the news. Okay, so, <laughs> let's talk about Chuck. Chuck's calling out uh, Tito, and Tito's calling out Chuck. They're, they're calling each other out. Um, they're looking to fight either Bellator or, more likely, Golden Boy, Golden Boy Productions. Um, I don't know. So they called me... Um, uh, well, Chuck was talking about me when he was on the Ariel Hawani show. And he was saying, no, John doesn't want me to fight. In fact, John's never wanted me to fight. I never want any of my guys to fight. I want my guys to train, have a good time, work out, get, get fit, get more confidence. I want the pit. That's what the pit was. That's what the pit Ohana is. And that's when I started it. So I didn't really have any fighters. I was a fighter, but I didn't want to train fighters. I wanted to train martial artists. And then one day Chuck said, man, I want to try fighting. Tried to talk about it. I tried to talk him out of it in the beginning. This is before that was before, kickboxing? That was before he fought at all. He's never fought. And he, this was in the 90s, and early 90s. And he wanted to fight. I was like, nah, let's just train. But he said, let me just try it. I think I have it in me. So I said, all right, if you have it in you. And he goes, you know, I, I, you know, I think you can take me to the top. So I was like, all right, let's try it. If you really have to do it and it's in your heart, I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to take it out of you, you know, if it's, it's something you really want to do. So we worked, and we worked on his fighting and his, his training, and, and he became Chuck Liddell. So I've trained other fighters, which I never go out and say, hey, you look good, you have potential, you want to be a fighter. It's always they come to me, and I always say, are you sure you want to be a fighter? I'd rather you just trained. And they go, I want to be a fighter. So if people, it's in their heart, and it's like, that's their passion, I want, the, I want to help them realize their goals. But I don't ever go out and say, oh, recruit a fighter. Hey, you're, you look good. You're hitting the bag good. Come on and be a fighter. Never have I done that. Um, and then Chuck, when he started losing towards the end of his career, I was the first one that said, let's call it a day. You know, oh, I got you know, a couple more. Let's call it a day. I didn't want him to fight, but it was still his passion. I never saw him getting hurt enough where I think he should quit. I mean... Some active guys right now, like Alistar Overeem, um, the other guy, the Russian guy, uh, Arlovsky, um, there's a lot of fighters. I could probably name I could probably name 15 fighters in the UFC roster right now that Dana still has fighting that, are, um, that have been KO'd and, and hurt way more than Chuck. So it wasn't time. He didn't want to do it, so it wasn't time. So I never... I wanted him to quit, but he didn't want to, so I was still behind him. Then after Rich Franklin, it was like, fuck that. So we had a long talk. We, we waited for a couple weeks, and we went and had a meeting, a special meeting on the top of Madonna, and we decided he's not going to fight anymore. So I was happy. He was happy. And now he wants to fight. It's the, least, it's the last thing in the world I want him to do. But if it's in his heart and, and, and he really wants to do it, I'm going to be behind him 100%. You know, I mean, I don't really want him fighting Tito. It's like, like, like I said, it's like, I don't know why I say this, and it makes no sense, but I say it every time. It's like fucking the fat chick. 
And I said that, and that like kind of blew up on the press, and they've been quoting me on saying that. Um, it's not a really nice thing to say, but I don't know. It's like, why do you want to fight him again? That's I just don't understand why. So then I says like, fight, f you know, screwing the fat chick. I don't know why I say that, but I don't want him to fight again. But if he does, he's dead set on it. Then I, I then I want to. I'm behind him, and I want I want to be there for him. And he's family, and, and so that's that's how that is. Yeah, and I think you said to me, um, you know, if he does fight, no one's going to protect him like you will anyway in the corner. Nobody will. So and he knows that. You're going to be a wreck. I'm a wreck. I'm a wreck with my I'm I'm a wreck with my twenty some year old fighters. Imagine how I will be with him. Um, but I'm a wreck in every corner. Um, I, I'm surprised people even want me to work their corners, but. Um, what well, does it show when you're there, though? I don't, know. I don't think so. I don't know. It probably does. It does. To, it does to Heather, uh, my my wife. Um, but I just hate it. It's like it does in my my. I get like knots. Like what do you hate about it? I just hate. I hate the the. What I hate is, I've been pretty successful. In fact, the the pit has ha is one of the most successful fight teams ever with a ninety something percent wins. Um, so I, you know, I can pat myself on the back, but. <laughs> I hate it. I hate going into the cage in the back of my mind thinking, there's a guy, I might give him the wrong information, the wrong advice, and not only will he lose because of me, but he might get hurt because of me. And that just keeps riding in my head the, you know, the week before the fight, the week of the fight, the night of the fight, in the corner. It just it plays in my head. And I'm overly cautious usually because I don't want any of my guys to hurt. I'd rather them lose every fight than ever get hurt. So I'm a towel-throwing motherfucker. I mean, I'll throw a towel in. I've thrown towels in before the fight, the punch actually landed. I actually have done that. Um, and I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it. It's, if people think, oh, you love your fighters. You're a great corner man. It makes you a better corner man. But in reality, it doesn't really because... I could be taking a win away from someone prematurely because I'm stopping it too early. So I could be taking someone's dream away from them by stopping it too early when they could have taken a few a knockdown or a few a few more hits and come back and win. Where I'm not giving them that chance because I'm throwing in a towel or stopping it in the corner. Well, and if you look at Claudio Puelas' yeah. fight... I, I, uh, you would have thrown the towel, probably. I would have thrown the towel. <laughs> because I he definitely, was getting rocked. I definitely would have thrown that and towel. And then he came back and is such an amazing win. I would have robbed Claudio. I know this. I would have robbed Claudio of his win. And I'm sorry about that, but if, um, you know, so... It's a tough I, business because it, the guys that fight want to fight. Yeah. We were talking about this and about money and about how many of these guys in the UFC would fight if there was no money. I, I would bet 90-plus percent of these guys would be fighting still. They were fighting when it was illegal. Not only no money, they were fighting when it was illegal, and they were getting, like, we were getting uh, fight cards raided, and we'd all just spread out like cockroaches when you turn the lights on. We were in, actually, uh, venues like like freaking warehouses, and you hear the siren, and everybody just just runs. Um and they'd be fighting just like there's guys playing tennis every day and, and golfing and, and doing all these other extracurricular sports. They're not getting paid for it, but they love it. And if fighters love to fight, and fighters would be fighting somewhere. Yes.
Yes, they'd be fighting if it was for free. They may not be on TV, but they'd be fighting. They'd be fighting. So, I am a really caring coach, and I'm one of the most, I think, one of the most, I'm, I'm one of the best ones for protecting my fighters. But, like I said, that's a double-edged sword, because I'm also probably taking some potential wins away from them that they could be having, but now they can't because I stopped the fight. So, it's really good, like, when you say, oh, John is, really cares about his fighters. Yeah, I do. But I could be robbing some of them of potential wins. So, who knows? Um, it's good and it's bad. It definitely has uh, its good points and its bad points. But it's definitely not all good. It really isn't. I'm telling you right now. And now I have a girl on my team. And and um, I would stop it even quicker for her because I'm a chauvinist. And and anyone out there that's not a sh- thinks they're not a chauvinist, a girl thinks they, that they're... You know that, you know they're a feminist or whatever. If the, if you really are, then you believe there shouldn't be gender classes. There should only be weight classes. But just the fact that there's genders, not only weight classes, and people seem to be okay with that. Everyone that's okay with that, you can't be a feminist and you can't think there's equality. You just can't, because there's there's differences. So. When you, la- when you label something like the men's division and the women's division of the lightweights instead of just the lightweights. Just to be clear, it's a physical competition. It's not a mental competition or anything else. I'm, so yeah. in a physical competition, there's biology that you can't deny. And that's why everyone's okay with there being gender classes in sports. Yeah, There's gender it, classes in pretty much all sports. But even though there's a gender class, some of the female fights are bigger fights than the male fights. Right, so that's true. But unlike mean, the WNBA and the NBA, their popularity is probably 10% of what the NBA is. I think in UFC, there is a lot more equality because, in be- martial arts right. because people, it's entertainment and the fights are exciting. Very exciting. When you put two girls together, they're exciting. But what about if you put a girl and a guy against each other? I think the same they, weight. Didn't they do this in tennis in the 70s? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got some like fifty-eight-year-old alcoholic that was they, running his mouth. Who was that? Yeah, Briggs. Didn't he? Uh, Billy Jean King, right? Yeah, it was both of them running their mouth. This they did the, it for. This was the battle did. of the sexes. Yeah, she Billy, beat him, didn't she? Bobby Riggs. Yeah, she, yeah, beat, she him. beat him. Yeah, so they should have. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I think the only equality would be if there you're was one weight class. All right, so you're okay with uh, an older ex-champion UFC male fighter fighting a current... This is what happened with Billy Jean. Right, that, yeah, but how about just having a 135-pound champion against a 135-pound champion and make it just bing? I don't know. I just, like, I don't know. That's what I think. And I'm... But I'm not... I don't think it's equal. I think women... And I protect... If I saw a woman getting cut, because a guy's okay with cuts all over their... You know, after scars after their career, flat nose, cauliflower ears. Guys are okay with that. Looks kind of tough. Girls aren't going to be. I'm sorry, whether that sounds chauvinistic or not, right? I mean, it's there. It's this. It's not the same. I'm. I. And if you believe it's the same, then you would think. What does your female fighter say when you tell her that? Does she mind that you're going to throw the towel in sooner? She says she just tells me to shut the fuck up and she'll beat the <laughs> shit on me if I do. So I got a really tough girl fighter, let me tell you. I've seen that happen, actually, in the sparring. <laughs> yeah. not, not against you, but... Oh, my God, yeah. She hit so hard. She, her last fight was with a left-hook knockout. So I, I, don't, 
I don't think there's an, a, a difference. I really don't. And like I said, if I threw the towel in prematurely for her, I have a feeling she'd come to the corner and punch me. So I don't know. But anyway, that's how I feel about it. And guys or girl fights. So I don't know. So what's next with the Chuck Liddell thing? You're just, I guess, just we're gonna, waiting. We're waiting. Happens. We're waiting. And then when he gets an offer... If he wants it, he'll call me and we'll 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 decide. Um, yeah, so that's that's the way that's going to go down. It is interesting. It's a very hot topic right now, and it's a very controversial topic about you know fighting, like fighting after forty or fighting after whatever age. There's no rules, and people are I don't know. They stay. People are definitely more fit longer than they used to be. Yeah, and, and MMA is a lot less physical. Not physical. It's a lot less dangerous than boxing because boxing is just hit, getting hit in the head over and over. And some fights you get, they do get punched a lot. But then there's the takedown. Then there's the knee bar. Then there's the choke. Then there's the clinching. You get hit a lot less in MMA than you do in boxing. So there's a lot less, a uh, lot less brain injuries in MMA than there is in boxing. So it's a lot safer for that. A lot worse on your joints, but Chuck's joints are fine. He did get KO'd a few times, but like I said, I could name 10, 15 fighters that are in the UFC roster right now that have been KO'd more than Chuck and more severely. I mean, I've seen a couple KOs where the guy was out for a minute or so straight. I've never seen Chuck like that. Um, I've seen him getting beaten towards the end like he never did. He did lose a lot of his chin, um, but... I mean, people can work around that. I mean, Alistair Overeem's still there. You know, he's still fighting, and he's still doing good. He's still in the top whatever. So, you know, I don't know. So I, I, I'm behind Chuck 100%. I'll protect him. I'll, I'll train him. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll help him out. I'll, you know, I'll be there for him, just like he's always there for me. Yeah, and I think it's going to be an interesting transition from fans hearing all of a sudden that, he said he's out of retirement. Not that he's out of retirement to fight Tito necessarily, right? He's kind of out of re- He wants to fight. That's what he's saying. When it's in your heart to fight, you, you just... I can't get inside someone's heart and just say, well, just take it away. It's like when someone's in love with somebody. You say, why are you in love with that ugly chick? And it's like, love is great. Love is blind. People ask my wife that all the time. Why the fuck are you with John? In and front she, of you? Yeah, that's that. People aren't scared of me. They're freaking rude to me. And Heather just looks and she just goes, "To be honest with you, right now, I don't know. I just am." That's her. That's her He's ugly answer. as shit, and he's old, and he's fucked up, and he's he's. There's not much pluses to you him. You must have an upside somewhere. I don't know where it is. She's looking for it. She she's, she knows it's there somewhere, and she'll find it. But so yeah, I don't know. Um, well, it's, it's going to be an interesting transition, I think, from a fan's perspective, like me, thinking about him fighting, and then people's initial reaction, a lot of them is like, yeah, he retired a long time ago. But then thinking about him fighting is like, well, I kind of want to see him fight. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a transition of, I think that's going to happen. Um, I don't know. I think for you, it's going to be really tough, John. It, oh, it's going to be more than tough. But it would be even tougher. It would honestly be tougher to be detached from it and, and knowing you know how I feel about Chuck and his family and just watching him go through it without being there knowing I could 
have some kind of, uh, you know, protection, you know, and, and by protection, I don't just mean like throwing in a towel. I mean, I can protect him working on this more, working on that more, working on this knockout punch more, protect him and guide him like I, like I have for, you know, his career. So that's, I mean, that's that. So I don't know. I, I don't know how people feel about it. I know I don't like it and I don't want him to make a comeback. But I do want to be part of it if he does, if he has to, because cause I'm the one that cares about him the most, probably. You know? It was interesting, too. I saw him on the MMA Hour, and I think Ariel asked him, you know, does, uh, John, how does John feel about this? And he knew, without talking to you probably recently about it, he knew and he answered that question like, oh, John doesn't. John doesn't want me doing it, so John doesn't. But I and I did watch it. He said John never wanted me to fight. He didn't want me to fight from the very beginning, and that's true. I don't want him to fight now. I didn't want him to fight his entire UFC career. I didn't want him to fight his kickboxing career. But guess what? I mean, if it's in his heart and he really wants to do it, then then uh, then I'm going to be there for him. Yeah, and I think you made the point that. For you, it's probably different for you when you fought versus first when someone like Chuck fights and when he wants to fight. Whereas, did you feel that way? Yeah, I hated fighting. My my career was miserable, and that's so basically since my career was half of my life. You know, I fought from the time I was fourteen till I was forty or so. I hated every single fight. I hated every training. I hated in the dress room. I hated walking out to the ring. I hated when the bell rang. Chuck said he even likes cutting weight. He loves it. <laughs> my guys love it. Like, Chuck loves it. Glover loves it. My guys, my young amateurs, they're 20, 21 years old. They're goofing around in the dress room. They're loving it. It's their passion. When they get out there, I can tell they love it. You could tell I hated every single fight. So... Chuck loves it. I mean, Chuck was in the corner in the dressing room half the time saying, John, relax. Come on, let's have some fun. You know, he, he loved the whole process. So if that's what he wants to do, gosh darn it, then, then he has to do it again. He has to do it again. Not what I want, but that's, that's just, it is what it is. As, as, as my dad, my stepdad, Ali, used to always say, everything, he just, he'd always be like, He'd be smoking dope all the time. He'd be like, <laughs> I'd ask him, say, it is what it is, John. That's what he'd say about everything. It is what it is. So, I don't know. He wants to fight. We're going to fight. And, you know, he wants to fight Tito again. Fuck the fat chick again. Then whatever. All right. Anyway, so. So that'll definitely be, probably continue to be in the news, I would imagine, over the next few months. Whatever. He talked about fighting at the end of the year or somewhere. Yeah, so whatever, whatever happens. What else we got? We got uh, one thing I want to tell you guys out there. Um, they say you should, you can use your keys as a weapon. You hear that all the time. Oh, use your keys as a weapon. When you're walking out to your car, use your keys as a weapon. Okay, this is what I say. And they say that mainly to women. I don't know why guys can't use their keys as a weapon, but it's usually a women's thing. Let me, let me just tell you guys something, all right? If you want to use a weapon, use a fucking weapon. If, you, if you're walking to a car at night, or you're going anywhere at night, or you're at home at night, or you want to stay safe anytime, instead of using your keys as a weapon, get a fucking weapon. Learn how to use it safely, right? And use a weapon. As a weapon. As a weapon. That's what, that's what they're for. 
What are you going to use your fucking knife as a key? No, because the knife is for a weapon. Right? You use your gun as a key? No, use your gun as a weapon. Use your keys to start the car. Okay, guys? I'm so tired of hearing that stupid <laughs> shit. You can use anything as a weapon. Oh, use this Kobaton. It's like, no, use a weapon. If that's... you do have the wherewithal to plan ahead of using something as a weapon, that's really, you probably hurt yourself using keys as a weapon anyway, but it is an interesting thing. You're planning ahead and you're having a discussion about what you could use Training? As a weapon. There's even training, like videos on that's training even... to use keys. No, if you want to train to use something, use a knife, a gun, or or the lowest on the totem pole, the lowest, pepper spray. Pepper spray, if you, you don't feel comfortable with a knife. Then comes a knife, then comes the top of the heap, the most secure, the safest, whether you're home or on the road, a gun. Learn how to use a gun, and then you're even 10,000 times safer. Somebody's breaking into your house in the middle of the night, right? You're hearing somebody, and they're about to come into your room. What do you get? Call 911? By the time you call 911, right? By the time you dial the second one, you're going to be dead, right? A knife is okay, but you have to prepare for the worst. They might have a gun. So I, I do think, though, some people can't carry a gun, what do people do that are leaving work late at night and instead of their keys as a weapon, what should they have on them? I say you can carry a gun. Whether you can't or not, I say carry a gun. If you can't mentally carry a gun for whatever reason, and first of all, you need to train with it and you need to be, you need to be safe. That's be without a doubt. Or you're going to shoot yourself. Okay, so if you can't or you won't for whatever reason, you need to carry a knife. A knife is, is the second tier, right? And if for whatever reason, you don't... Okay, let me ask you this. Have you ever heard Have you ever heard that a girl shouldn't carry a knife because the guy might just take it away from her and use it against her? Have you ever heard I've that? I've heard people say that about various okay. weapons, mostly a gun. Yeah, so a gun. You got her knife. Equality, people, equality. It's like gender classes in the UFC. Now they're saying a girl shouldn't carry... Nobody's going to take this gun away of a badass. Imagine, uh, imagine uh, Lee. Imagine uh, a legend. Imagine um, Amanda Nunez. Somebody going to take her gun away? Somebody going to take... They're not, guys. You, you guys learn how to use a weapon. Nobody's going to take it away from you, right? The only person that's going to take it from you is the cop when they get there because they're going to want to you know, just check it out and make sure everything's okay. Then they, they see the victim that you shot because he was trying to attack you, right? They do the investigation. You'll get your gun back. That's the only person that's going to take your gun. What, and also just training in self-defense. I think that's a more basic thing that people are going to be comfortable with. But just learning how to defend yourself. Learning how to defend yourself is the most important thing to do because your health, will keep you alive. But getting attacked will get you killed. So staying safe from attack and health are on the same plane. So people worry about diet and they say, well, I want to be a this and I want to watch my diet. I'm going to do this. What about learning self-defense when someone attacks you? How are you going to protect yourself against that? Right? So to me, safety and health are equal. They're, it's a lateral. They're, they're, there's not one more important than the other because... If you're eating really good and you're and you're working out and you're really healthy, 
but then you get attacked and you can't protect yourself and save your life, you're dead. And this is it's the same the other way. Like if you learn how to use a gun or a knife and your fist and you really know you can defend yourself, but you eat like shit and you don't exercise and you're going to die of that. So you have to do both. Health and safety are the most, the two most important factors in your life. Health and safety, period. What do you think as a doctor? I think you can get both of those out of training, martial arts. That's yeah. a no-brainer. I mean, you could do both. You are right. And you add, you, add, you add some good diet to that, and then you're, it's, it's, a, it's a win-win-win. It so, is a win-win-win. It's a good, good note to end on, John. All right. You got anything else? I got nothing else, man, but thanks for coming, guys. And please share this and make this the best, most most uh, popular podcast in the world because it, it's already the best. We want the most popular. <laughs> and write us who you want to guess. I was thinking about guests. and I like having guests, but I just can't, like, I don't know who to ask for. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we do pretty good with, with just talking to each other, but... Who would you like to see as a guest? I'm pointing because I think... Put it in our comments. Put it in our comments, whether it's on YouTube or SoundCloud or however else. And whoever you put in there, John probably knows them. So I could probably get almost everyone, almost, in, the, in, in MMA. All right? All Thanks right. for coming, guys. John, until next time. See oh. you.